Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome into Balloon Party. Tim McKernan. Back again. Wife on the waiting list to have a baby. Jackson. Yo. Got a call from the hospital last night. 830. Supposed to go in. And there was there were five people waiting in the waiting room to have a baby. Jeez. That's a different kind of deal than the way I, I thought it worked. Five people in, just sitting in the waiting room? Because they're getting induced. Right. My okay. wife is getting induced as well. Got it. So they're not like sitting there in just Correct. straight agony. So then if anybody comes in and they're they're actually in labor, right. then they understandably move ahead of those. So now the waiting list is down to three. And so I am here. And so BK and Ferrario, who have been kind enough to be waiting. And I'm sure, if anything, BK would just like to relive the Chiefs and Bills games for as many hours as he can. Right. Uh, that uh, that they will most likely be here tomorrow. But we have this sales meeting at 2, and I keep telling everybody, I really want to be at the sales meeting. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I really want to be at the sales meeting. So I think I will be at the sales meeting today, and then my wife will go have our son. You're like you're like a kid really wanting to go on a field trip, but they have to go to a dentist appointment instead. <laughs> well, I'm excited for the sales meeting, which isn't the way that usually on-air right. people are. But I like the sales meeting, and this has been scheduled for a couple of weeks, so I'm happy I can do that. That'll be at 2 o'clock, and then I believe my wife will be, maybe we'll be in the waiting room. I don't know. Uh, but that is uh, that is why I am here today, and I am uh, pleased to be here today. I would imagine BK and Ferrario will be in tomorrow. Uh, Action Jackson sitting across, getting ready for a Sports Center update, which is coming your way at 10.04. I think more people are tuned in to hear that, even though Chris Kerber will be with us coming up here in just 10 minutes, talking it over on last night's debacle in Calgary. Now, I'm going to ask you, and I need you to be honest with me. Sure. We are in... We are in our, our truth room here, yep. which, uh, of course, is the uh, Car Shield Studios. Did you watch the Blues and Flames last night? Because about 15 minutes ago, as we wrapped up TMA, you called Ray Bork, Ray Bjork, as if he were the singer, <laughs> not the gentleman who was traded from the Bruins to the Avalanche and won the chalice. Yeah, right. Big Ray. Um, as you are now calling him, just so you don't have to say the one syllable, Bork. Yeah, correct. Uh, no, I did not watch the game last Okay. Night. That's interesting. Well, it was a, and I'll tell you why it's interesting, because I was texting with you, and I said, hey, I think I'm going to be in tomorrow, based on this uh, call my wife just got from the hospital, and I'd love to have Chris Kerber on. And you said, oh, I'll text him. Uh, and I said, well, text him uh, the first intermission. Go, oh, first intermission's coming up. I'll text him now. So I was like, wow, Jackson's watching the game. Yeah, the ESPN app was very handy to say, end of first. And that's when I said, perfect timing. 
Wow. So I would have lost that pot. You could have bluffed at it, and I would have folded, and I probably was ahead in the hand. No, I I was, when you texted me, I was about 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 20, maybe a little longer away from going to bed. I was exhausted yesterday. I was super tired as well. So the way it works for me, and this is having done television and radio in the market now for more than two decades, is when the blues play and the puck drops after 8 p.m., even sometimes in the front, I didn't do this during the Western Conference Finals with the Sharks. Although at least one of those games was an afternoon game, as I recall. Uh, but I get up at, at 4.30 or 5 and I watch it. Yeah. And I just don't look at social media because I don't know. I don't want to know what happened. So I can kind of watch it. But the, the thing was so off the rails last night that I knew that barring a Brady Rams style comeback and a completion that uh, the Blues were not coming back. So I watched it this morning, as many of you most likely watched it last night. And I'm anxious to get Chris Kerber's perspective on this. Kerber didn't pull any punches. My perspective is is the following on what transpired. And I imagine this is going to put me in the minority. But because of what's gone on recently with Jordan Bennington, I think the one that maybe stands out the most in recent history would be that Saturday night game against the Leafs when they won 6-5. to five. And because how well Vili Husso's been playing, a game like last night in which the play in front of him was so bad, the casual observer goes, oh, Bennington must be just absolute garbage. And I just don't know how many of those were on Biddington. Now, I have to tell you this. Once it got to 4-1 this morning and I came in to do TMA, I had tapped out. But I know he didn't stick around for the third period. So uh, maybe, but, but, but listen, I recognize that the, Blue, the Blues absolutely have a goalie situation. We've been talking about it here for the last couple of weeks. That's That's without question. But my question is this. This is the question I will pose to our audience right now, and you are always welcome to text in the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. If Husso is in goal, what is the score of that game? Because when Bortuzzo's on top of you, you can't stop that puck, right. so I think we agree on that one. The first goal was a perfect shot. Now, Darren Pang was saying, you know, I think he'd like to get that, but maybe he was screened. I don't know. I, but and I'm, I'm, I'm asking that. This isn't me challenging. This, me isn't, this isn't carrying the Bennington flag or carrying the Huso flag. I'm asking the question. I am not a takesmith. I want to reiterate that. I am not a takesmith. I pose questions. And I pose the questions because oftentimes I truly do not have the answer, and I want to gauge the pulse of the audience. I want to gauge the pulse of the fan base. I think right now so many people are down on Bennington and concerned, maybe more so about the contract than actually his performance, because they're going, well, he's lost it, and the Blues are on the hook for this thing. But realistically, the Huso sample size is a sliver of the Bennington sample size. And Bennington, you know he's got it because he's done it. So I think big picture, it's better if he can rediscover it and he's your guy. It's thrilling that the Blues have what they have in Huso, But I don't know if Billy Huso's in there last night if it makes that much of a difference. That is my question. That is my that is my macro question that I'm essentially having with the audience because Jackson of SportsCenter Update fame <laughs> went to bed at 7.12 after Wheel of Fortune wrapped up. Right. Yeah, so, so that's what happened, uh, guys. If Huso's in net, the, the score is five to one. Uh, it wouldn't be seven to one. They still would have lost. 
game was a one-off to me. The team played like naming a radio show balloon party. <laughs> do we have anything to give away? For- they can do my Sports Center update for yes, me. If you call in with a text that I find to be the most amusing, you get to do the Sports Center update. It'll probably be a big improvement. All due respect. Damn. So I understand Marsh had a had an issue yesterday. Is that in the system here? I know he played it on TMA. Yeah, I can give up. What's going on with these Sports Center updates? Have we just absolutely, by coming over here, have we just poisoned the locker room at 101 ESPN and brought it down it. to our level? To be fair, the Blues play the Flames. They played them last night and they play them on Thursday. So when you look up, and there's no cameras in here, but there's a board with everything that's going to be on 101 the upcoming days. And when he sees Flames twice and it's kind of hard to see... He kind of got. Now, see, you're a wonderful teammate because you're not excusing your thing yesterday. You're ta- no, no, you're no, taking no. one for Marsh, a guy you barely know, but yeah, yet you're taking good. one for him. Yeah, he. Uh, well, I mean, we all make mistakes. Mine was just a, a complete. My brain shut down. I had nothing in. There was nothing I could do. I just stood there in frozen frozen fear. Now the I had way it works, to just to give the audience a little behind the scenes on how this whole thing works, the Sports Center update is a time where I'm scrolling through my Instagram. That's I'm seeing what's doing on Instagram, uh, and I it just after maybe seven seconds I noticed I'm not hearing any audio, and then I looked up and Jackson looked like somebody had a pistol to his head and he was looking for help, and I was barely paying attention and I yelled out 49ers, and I gave you the lifeline you needed, and I understand the boys on the fast lane played your update. <laughs> So we'll They're play Marsh's here on Balloon Party. All right, what do we have? What audio do we have? This is Chris Mar- Kerber's coming up in a matter of moments this for those is- of you who are uh, looking forward to hearing. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about last night. I have Marsh's have- right here. Okay. The Blues, they took down the Canucks 3-1, to one, and they will have a back-to-back as a play the Calgary Flames tonight pregame at 7. Puck drop. Oh, that is, uh, yeah, no. No, tomorrow. They play tomorrow. No, they play today. What a day. It's Monday. What a day. Pre-game tonight at 7 p.m. with Alex Ferrario. Puck drop at 8. <laughs> uh, that, that was so much better because you recovered and kind of span into a funny little segment. Do you segment. have yours? To, to give a comparison, have you buried, have you destroyed this no, along I with the, the depositions from the Rams suit? I, I tried, but Mike Ryder got it for me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mike. What a gentleman. That's sporting of you. All right, this here we go. This is Action Jackson with a sports center update driven by Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet, and Autoplex. The Chiefs defeat the Bills last night in an overtime thriller. 42 to 36. The Chiefs will advance to play the Bengals in Kansas City. While on the other side, the Rams defeat the Buccaneers to take on the 49ers. The 49ers. That was another Sports Center update driven by Johnny Londo. I watched the clock to count the seconds, and it was about four and a half seconds. I'm of serious. Complete silence. If it went another second, you were just going to bail. I was going to hit the you button. You were going to hit eject. I was, yeah, I was going to hit the button and would have gone into the balloon party open. And we would just got, went back on the air and Seth. <laughs> and then oh, sorry, I got Matt. you off Instagram and I go, oh, yes, I got to talk again. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Tyler's on hold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That was so brutal. And, and, and I mean, people make mistakes, but so often you're not on the air when you make a mistake like that. So when you say that, and a bunch of people hear it. It's and all that stuff goes in your head. And the only thing that doesn't enter my head is who are the Rams playing? And the answer was the Forty Nine ers. 
who I think can win. So I'll turn it into a take. There you go. You get you wound up at the end of the day. You want to take Smith. Uh, have you written out your Sports Center update? I'm going to write some bullet points so that I don't draw blanks on the teams people are going to be playing. I mean, these are 15 second things. You think and they're I've offered to do them? Nope. But you refuse. And you have no desire to be a broadcaster, to be clear. This isn't a case of getting reps to improve your reel, as they say in the industry. I actually think the Sports Center update yesterday would be a better reel for a future. Like, you know, I think that's better than if I just did like a flawless Sports Center update. I think is that, that what you think? Yeah, I think the messing up is kind of. Kind of nice. Well, that's what all producers and news directors and program directors are looking for. The guy who freezes and then sends it in as his best work. Yeah, it's bold. You won't forget it. <laughs> that is true. you got to stand out you from 500 people. Yep. All right, Chris Kerber is going to join us to talk about last night's debacle in Calgary. And uh, we'll do a deep dive on the goaltending situation that is coming up next. You're listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slyman Brothers. Offering everyday low prices, expert advice, and free delivery. Welcome back. Tim McKernan with you here. It is our pleasure to go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and talk it over with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Mr. Kerber, good morning, sir. Tim, how are you today? I am wonderful, and I am really looking forward to having this conversation. I really, I'm, as I was, I watch the games when I get up so early and game starts on the the West Coast or Western Canada. I watch them early in the morning. So as I'm watching this, this this morning, I'm thinking to myself, I'm wondering what your opinion of what took place last night is. I'll start with the the biggest picture question. In your opinion, what was the thing that just was off last night for the Blues? Uh, Last night, nothing was on for the Blues, and that's the first time this season that it happened. Is that right? First time all year? I mean, yeah, like honestly, you you just – to, to me, it was just a bad all-around game, and it's the first one. It's the only one in 42 that they've had. Now, look, Ryan O'Reilly touched on this a little bit when he, when he met with the media afterwards, and he basically said, we, we've had other games where we haven't been our best, and we found ways to win. But this is really the first game that there was, after they scored that first goal, and then Zadorov tied it up, there was absolutely nothing. The, the, the special teams weren't good. The skating wasn't good. The forecheck wasn't good. The defensive zone coverage wasn't good. Uh, the, the turnovers were plentiful. And and it just got away from you. And, look, th- this is a stat. Not, I'm not looking for, uh, you know, rainbows and ice cream on this one here. But I'm, this is just a reach. I, I'm just very realistic when I, when I look at trends. Like, you played 42 games. That is the first time you have entered the third period down by more than two goals. And, and the other times that that has happened, it's only happened twice, and you were down by two goals. Like, I'm telling you, it's, this team has been in every single game but one this year, and it was last night. And, and in this sense, maybe it's a good thing, because if you're going to have a stinker, have a stinker that exposes maybe a, a little extra focus that you need versus losing the game 3-2 to two or 2-1 two to one and saying we were right there. Yeah, and then on top of it, you get to face them a couple nights later back at home and, uh, and, and like you said, refocus and maybe, okay, well, you know, things have been pretty good here. Now it's a reminder that it's just not going to be easy, especially because it's not like they played a great game against Vancouver. 
but, you know, they were able to win it. So it's nice that it went down that way. With the exception of what this inevitably does, all it does is exacerbates the conversation surrounding goaltending. And I think casual fans might go, 7-1, to one, man, Biddington must have been terrible. And so my question to you is this, what is the score of that game if Huso is in net? Uh 4-1, Okay. All right. So, so there's that, that. And that's my kind of overall point on the whole I mean, thing. Maybe. Yeah. Look, the, the thing of it is, that game was so bad that it, it's not even fair to point at Jordan Bennington. Now, I, I think... But you know that, of course, is a big talking point this morning. Well, yeah, because, look, you get the lead in that game one nothing, and then a minute and one second, or 51 seconds later, it's Zadorov it, it, that, that takes a shot from on top of the circle and it beats Jordan on the glove side. You know, look, there's no doubt that his game is off. And there's no doubt that his game needs a little work right now. But you just hit the midway point of the season. The good news is that's why you have another good goaltender. I think no matter what happened in that game, the likelihood of Fuso coming back and starting the second game on Thursday with the way he's been playing is pretty good anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not saying that Jordan Bennington is just fine and, 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 and things are great. I'm just saying that in that game, there's no way I'm hanging that game on a goaltender. I mean, that, that that time there were some plays in that game that looked, you know, like, you know, like the lack of effort in an All Star game that you'd see. So, um, it, it just and then you know that then I think what happens is when you start, when you finally get discombobulated like the team did, I think guys were were trying. I don't think anybody totally gave up, but they just you just end up lost in the game. I mean, and it happens. It happens, and the fact that it's only happened once all season here, uh, to this extent, I think is pretty doggone good. Yeah, and especially for a team which is specialized in coming back, so we know it's not a team that just uh, packs it in if things start going awry, but last night it just wasn't there. It's the proverbial one-off, in my opinion anyway, it's the proverbial one-off, especially when you're talking about one out of 42, it just so happens for the first time in a long time where a lot of people around the area are talking about a goaltending controversy and Bennington was in net. Uh, Turning our attention to a couple of other elements with regards to the Blues and where things stand, naturally people are asking about a couple of other elements with the team and with the organization and, of course, with the trade deadline still out there, you're you know usually on the road. I know there are exceptions here, but um, what what kind of activity is expected at this point? Do you think we're going to start seeing things get underway, or do you think it will it will take a little while? Well, I think one of the things that's going to lead him to things taking a little more time is the fact that if you go to capfriendly.com, and and they're pretty close to accurate. Uh, in, in terms of as, as close to a resource that, that is out there, and I know some teams will even use this website as a quick reference guide, you have so many teams, including teams like the Montreal Canadiens, for example, who, who are they're, they're not good right now, and they're butted up against the cap. There's so many teams butted up against the cap that while there are teams that, that could make moves and benefit, and there are teams that would like to improve their, their, their stock, of what they have for for the stretch run, a lot of these teams are going to have to make moves, barring any injuries that free up space because of long-term IR, that are dollar in for dollar out. For example, if you're the St. Louis Blues right now, it's not like you can just say, okay, we're going to go add a $5 million player and not move anybody. Mm -hmm. That's not how this works in the cap era. So when you see so many teams over half the league that's pretty much right up against the cap, I think it takes a little longer to get those kind of deals done. 
because most of those deals are going to end up having to require somebody, you know, the team trading a player, retaining some salary. And it's not something that teams like to do very much. So I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges out there. The other challenge that you have is kind of an Eastern Conference versus a Western Conference situation. It looks like, the honestly, you've hit the halfway point of the season, and it looks like the playoffs are set in the Eastern Conference. There's such a gap between the number eight team and the number 19 of eight or nine games that I think it's going to take 650 better, more likely 700 hockey for any one of those teams outside of the playoffs looking in on the Eastern Conference to make the playoffs. And that's asking them to play at a level in the second half. They didn't play in the first half. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm look, yeah, the, the Red Wings are in, it would be the ninth place team, right? And they're they're eight right. points back, and they have three games in hand on the Bruins, who they're eight points back on. Right. And, 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 then, and then look in the West. Now, in the West, it's much tighter. You still have teams with a, a lot of games in hand because of canceled games. You've got, you know, well, Calgary with their win yesterday, but you've got Winnipeg, you've got Vancouver, you've got some teams that, that are going to be in the fight, you know, and they're going to be clawing to make the playoffs. So to me, the, when it comes to the trade deadline, how many teams are realistic about their chances and say we're going to move some guys sooner than later? How many are going to wait is going to play a role in this? And the other thing I'll quickly say about when it comes to playoff looking, Tim, you can go back in history, history will prove this out. With the you know with the one or two exceptions that you do have when you look at anything statistical, there's maybe no bigger indicator of a playoff team than goal differential. Look at it right now. Every single team in the playoff spot, I believe, has a positive goal differential, and almost every single team except for one or two in the West that are outside have a negative goal differential. That is correct. It's really, it, I mean, it's. And if you go back for the last 20 years and look at the history of the playoffs, that's a stat that's going to ring true. So, you know, again, I, I look at goal differential as a real indicator of how strong a team has a chance of making the playoffs. Well, speaking of that, the Blues would be third in the West and just three back of the Wild on that stat. Colorado way ahead. And, and when we look at the Central, I mean, it's it's stacked and it's tight, too. Um, who do you think is in the best position in the Central to be aggressive as far as acquisitions go. I know Blues fans want to see Doug Armstrong do something, uh, but uh, who else do you think will be getting super active here over the next approximate two months, a little less than two months? I think, honestly, I think that when I look at the St. Louis Blues situation, I look at the fact that they have a couple of pretty good prospects on the outside, whether it be on the goaltending front or a forward front and a Jake Neighbors or maybe an Alexander Bolduc. I think the fact that, you know, that they do have, you know, some pieces even here, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not throwing this one out there lightly, but, you know, depending on what's available, you know, what do you do with a Scott Perunovich kind of situation? Um, and, you know, a young guy that's got to do some learning here in the National Hockey League. I, I look at where they're at and where their needs are, and I think the Blues are probably as poised as any team to be very aggressive at the deadline if they can find a way to get the numbers to work. And, and that, to me, is, is the biggest thing in this central division here. So it is tight, and it is a challenge. And while it looks like the Winnipeg Jets and the Chicago Blackhawks, we know Arizona's totally done. While it looks like those other two could have one heck of a, a, a leap in order to make the playoffs, the one thing I do believe is those are two teams that are going to play a role in who does make the playoffs because they could beat some of the good teams on given nights mm-hmm. with the talent and the teams that they have. So while 
You may look at a Chicago and say, well, they're on the outside looking in. Now, that may be. Unless they totally weaken their team with some moves uh, as you approach the deadline, they could still play spoiler in a lot of ways here. So the Central Division, once again, remember, remains just a nasty, a nasty division from a competition standpoint. And it's, you know, people expected Minnesota to be there. They expected Colorado to be there. They were a little wishy-washy on the Blues. Nobody expected Nashville to be as strong as they've been. And it's, it's creating a juggernaut. Uh, Curbs, before we let you go, Jackson is Jackson seeking counsel uh, from you. There was uh, what is being described now as an unfortunate incident uh, during his Sports Center update, which is brain froze. And uh, Jackson, you would like to talk it uh, yeah. over with the with the voice of the Blues and maybe get some get some counsel. Yeah, Curbs, has there ever been a situation where you've had where you your brain stops working in the middle of a broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I find, uh, you know, liniment oil works. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know what it does? Yep, that happens. Shoot, that happens all the time. But it's radio, so we make it up and make it look like we meant to do it. That's right. the key. <laughs> yeah. That's what Marsh did yesterday. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And that right. was the, the key. I mean, the, I would imagine, I mean, hockey, too, especially. I've heard plenty of guys who are great. Like, I think, did, did you have Joe Buck in, or was that John Kelly and Darren Pang had him in one, one night? Uh, uh, that was Panger and John Kelly okay. years back. Yeah, and, and he's like, I don't know if I could do it. Because if you're used to kind of the, the pace of baseball, right. It, I just, I, I, from my standpoint, I think what you're doing is the toughest thing in play-by-play, and I'm not just saying that because you happen to be on the phone with us. I really do think it is the toughest thing. You can't, you can't miss a second, man. Well, you, you know what? Like if you go back and you listen to Dan Kelly and listen to a lot of his highlights, uh, you know, back in the day, he could move the puck from one end of the ice to the other in about four or five words, and it's really mm. an efficiency. If you try to use complete sentences, if you try to talk through it. If you try to describe stuff that really aren't matter, you lose momentum. You lose. It, it kind of gets so cumbersome, I think, for the listeners. So you've got to you've got to keep it really clean when you're calling the game of hockey. Once you understand the rhythm, it's uh, you, you can get it down. But that doesn't mean your brain doesn't get jumbled. I mean, I know. Look, there was a time I forget which game it was years ago, but I looked at I looked I I, I, I don't know if Paul Korea somebody had the puck. It was number nine. And 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 I said, here comes Red Berenson. And Chaser just looked at me. I looked at him. I go, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I would have loved like, to have I seen mean, the look so... on Chase's face. Oh yeah, like you know, just just absolutely no idea. We we had a we had a broadcast out in L.A. I, I'll have to get you the highlights of this at some point. Well, we had a day game and out in L.A. And Chaser and I couldn't get out of our own way. We're trying to read, you know, the bump, the drop ins. We can't get it. at one point. And then this is going into Christmas. He says, okay, we'd like everybody to bring an unwrapped uh, toy, drop it off uh, at our next game. That's brought to you by the Marine Corps. And I went, no, 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 brother, that's core. We don't, you know, we don't want corpses. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And then he looks at me, and I go to read an ad, and I go, okay, uh, for tickets, call 622. Here come the blues. And he goes, 622 what? I go, what? 622 what? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you didn't finish the phone number, you dummy. I'm like, oh, 622 blue. I mean, so, but but, but, but here's, here's the thing, Jackson. Yeah. Make fun of yourself. Just have some fun. Make oh, fun. Yeah. It's radio. We're not digging ditches. Just be entertaining. <laughs> Absolutely. I was letting it breathe. I was letting the audience. Yeah, there was a lot of buildup. Right. I was letting Who the audience. the Rams playing? And the audience is on the edge of their seat. Right. That's called getting better at uh, teasing. Right. And that's what you did. Tim, real quick, I know I know we had a press conference idea last time. Now I got the sponsorship one for it, and you can steal this from us. Nice. When we would make when we would make mistakes, 
all right? Early in, in Chaser did this. So we, we'd say something. We're like, where did that come? What's wrong with that? We ended up with a sponsorship with Anheuser-Busch, and we called him a Bush beer bumbler. And so if we made a mistake on a year, then we'd say, well, there's another Bush beer bumbler. We're monetizing our flaws. Yes. That's the move. There's plenty of them to choose from. Curbs, it's always great to talk it over. Thanks so much for the time this morning. All right, guys. Have an awesome rest of the day. You too. There he is, the great Chris Kerber with us here on 101 ESPN. Well, this is uh, we're approaching the time you've all tuned in for Jackson Sports Center update. Stretching uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, I noticed you're getting limber over there. Coming up at uh, about 10.55, we'll have what your grandma's. Uh, what, what do you like better, the title of that or the title of the show? And uh, also the athletic survey, that baseball survey that we did uh, last week, I guess. The results are in, and uh, I disagree with a few of them, so I'm anxious to talk about that. That's coming up in addition. All right, we'll take a break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, Jackson, how do you feel about it? It's a lot better. That was a lot. Grade yourself. Uh, six and a half out of ten. Wow. It seems, seems harsh. Well, yesterday was a zero, so that's right. a 65% increase. Okay. I'd go with, I'd go with eight. I'd go with eight. That's where I am. Nice. Well, I appreciate it. That was, that one was a lot better. Well, you I kind of, I wrote down some bullet points so I didn't forget who Mizzou was playing tonight as they are taking on the no number way. one team in the country. You really did? Well, I didn't think I would ever forget who the Rams were going to be playing yesterday, so anything's really... Oh, so you did write it down. I thought you said, I forgot who. Oh, no, no, no. You wrote wrote it down down. so you knew that they wouldn't. Right. The number on Missouri and Auburn, the chances of getting into that, not necessarily something I expected to with our one hour, but uh, it's only 13 and a half. Yeah. I would have thought that was like 17 to 19. Well, they have... uh, At least when I looked about an hour and a half ago, number one Auburn in Columbia tonight... 13, I mean, the Billikens should have beaten them. The Billikens right. had them. Oh, yeah, they had them. They had, but they are, Auburn is another level. They've gotten so much better since they played SLU. They're fun to watch. I guess maybe the, the odds makers are looking at, you know, Mizzou's performance against teams from Alabama. You know, one win and almost got another win over the weekend. So, Jackson, you're getting support in the uh, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, I liked it better when you screwed up. Yeah, I figured. Fine job. Nailed it, Jackie. Good job, Jackson, today, my cute boy pig. <laughs> Don't be nervous, Jackson. That's people, like, standing over the screen outside when they watch somebody with a pitching problem. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Right. Tough grading scale around here. Yeah, I'd go eight. You know, there's always room for improvement. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the title of the show sucks. <laughs> this allows me to issue my weekly statement. How can grown men have a sports show titled Balloon Party? Well, Jackson's 23, so I would say he's on the young end of the grown. Right. And based on my height, I'm on the, I still am in like the toddler section. <laughs> uh, but the name Balloon Party is a tribute to the late, great Joe Strauss, who passed away six years ago. And he used to hashtag things on Twitter, Balloon Party, when he felt like the St. Louis media was telling 
telling the audience to look over here and not pay attention to the serious issue that either the Cardinals, the Blues at the time, the Rams, Missouri, St. Louis, Illinois was having, hence the name Balloon Party. If I knew going back that we were actually going to be really doing a sports show, which honestly I wasn't planning on when we started, (laughs) but now that I'm doing it, I'm actually enjoying it, which I also wouldn't have expected. I honestly, I would have named the show something different, but I'm just like, yeah, show names don't matter. So I'll name it Balloon Party because I want to pay tribute to Strauss, who I really like and I really miss. And, you know, like nobody goes, oh, I listened to the morning after because it's named the morning after. Right. It's just the show. It's been the show. That's been the name for 14 years. The Tim McKernan show is the name of my podcast. Speaking of which, I was texting with uh, Joe Buck about an hour ago and he is going to be on the podcast uh, coming up here. But I would imagine he's going to be vacationing the moment the Rams and 49ers is, is over. That's his last game for months. Right, until, until baseball. Yeah, and who knows when that's going to be coming I think back. he usually starts calling a couple baseball games early in the year, but it's not a, certainly no. not a regular schedule. So, I, so uh, yeah, he was going to come in, but with uh, my wife giving birth, I would most likely say today, if you'd like to parlay when the baby is born, along with taking Auburn or Missouri tonight, Jackson is on War Eagle. You are on War Eagle. You're laying the 13 and a half, yeah. It's a, the number's so weird, it freaks me out. I know. That's the thing about it. I know. But basketball's also tough with, well, I guess at 13 and a half. I also can't bet on something while my life's in labor. I think that's bad form. Unless it hits. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, see, when you said grown men and you hear this conversation, you understand what we're talking about. Uh, what's your grandma say coming up? Another appropriately titled thing that we have on the show at uh, 1055. Who, who are you hearing from today? Uh, his name is <laughs> T.J. Reader of the Cincinnati Bengals. What is going on? It's like watching Chuck Knobloch <laughs> feel the crown ball. Right. Well, I didn't. He's a not a skill guy, so it's not like it was Jamar Chase. But yeah, D.J. Reader. He had a D.J. or T.J. D. D.J. All right. He had a uh, a response to a reporter who was. Uh, and this was this was yesterday. This no, this was ahead it. of the Titans game. Ah, okay, got it. And he wasn't happy about the whole thing. Chris Kerber is producing segments, and he's also my, he's coming up with sponsorship ideas. Right, it's not, we need to have Kerber on every day. Yeah, seriously, it's not like uh, Penny Hardaway level. I'm going to attack you, but right. <laughs> he lays down the law a little <laughs> he bit. Wasn't happy with it. All right, fair enough. So I deep tease this uh, baseball getting together again today, players and owners. The Athletic had this survey, and we read it. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. And I like to see if I'm in line, and if the audience is in line with with what these questions are slash were that were answered. Um, and uh, and they and they published the results today. So since we discussed it on the program, I wanted to circle back, and I also wanted to see where people were on things. If you were MLB commissioner for a day, what one on-field change would you implement? What do you think received the most mentions, as they call them, in this athletic.com survey on improving the game of baseball? Action Jackson. Universal DH. Uh, That's a nice play. It's a good guess. If this were Family Feud, you would probably take control of the board. Uh, That is the second most Mm -hmm. popular answer. The pitch clock gets the... I just don't know if the pitch clock is going to solve anything. No, I think the pitch clock, here's my analogy for the pitch clock. The pitch clock is interleague play. When interleague play came along, first year with it was 1997, and it was all the rage. But thinking long term, yeah, at first it was cool to see 
the Cleveland then Indians, the Detroit Tigers, the Royals, the Twins. It was all American League Central. But then after a couple of years, you're like, oh, God, we're seeing the Twins and the Tigers and the Royals and the, you know. And it just lost its luster. I, I don't think, that, and, and so it sounds like it's going to be something that's going to add interest to the game, when in reality everybody was sticking needles in their asses at the time. But but the, what this is going to do is going to be something that I think sounds good, but won't fix the issues. That's what I think. Now, listen, if it does, I'm all for it. I could be wrong on it, but I, I don't I don't think the pitch clock is the great solution. Pitch clock one, universal DH two, which I'm just absolutely against, but I recognize you know, my time is up on National League Baseball strategy. Personally, I love it, and I'm not for the DH. Uh, ban or severely limit shifts. Really? That was third? Number three. That surprises me to see that. I'm not into I, I I don't see a need to do that. I mean, I get why people want to see it, but I think you can't take away a fundamental strategy of the game. I, I'm just surprised that it hasn't been countered yet. It's like t- like 10 years ago right? when you had Ro- Robert Griffin III and what was going on. He was the absolute king of the quarterbacks for yeah. a flash right? with what was then the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. And it's like, how do we stop this RPO? Well, eventually, defense has figured it out. Right. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people still can execute it. Usually it's on Saturdays and not Sundays. But either way, you counter it. I'm just, I'm truly surprised. And listen, it's not like the Cardinals didn't. I'd be down at spring training watching Matt Carpenter try to bunt. Yeah. And try to hit the ball to the opposite field. And if he could have done that, there's a chance the Cardinals would still have him on the roster. Because his numbers wouldn't have been as dreadful as they were. But... I don't think you create a rule because somebody hasn't countered it. I mean, listen, maybe they will, but I don't. I don't see it happen. I'm just surprised people haven't countered it yet, though. Uh, number four, install robo umps. Wow. Now, see, I like that one. It's it's a it's a. There's a big gap between ban or severely limit shifts yeah. and install robo umps. But as far as votes go, I'm pro robo ump. So that would be balls and strikes. Yeah. I'm against that. You're against it. Balls and strikes I'm against. I like I like the old school have the guy call it. Eliminate extra inning runner on second rule. That's number five. Remove yeah. three batter minimum. That's number six. Limit number of pitchers on roster. That's number seven. Move pitchers mound back. Start doing that stuff. Yeah. Pack I mean, it in. What are we doing? Uh, but that's a, that's a way, and only fifteen people voted for that. Right. So we got to contextualize the numbers here. I mean, this is this is that wasn't like a million people were all for it. Institute time limit for replay review. I'm into that. I think that's one that sounds good in in when when you when you say it or when you read it. But if you actually go with the practicality of implementing the system. I don't know if it's necessarily as realistic, although it certainly sounds good. I wouldn't mind seeing how it goes, kind of like the NFL attempted to do with reviewing pass interference, and then they discovered yeah, that, that didn't, didn't work, work at all. Uh, limit or penalize pickoffs, that's absurd. What? Uh, and then finally create a tackier baseball, and that is... Oh, like a stickier uh, sticky, one? Stick, sticky substance baseball. No, thanks. Uh, uh, what is the ideal number of games in a season? 162 got nearly 50% of the vote, 154, 23% of the vote, and about 100 got 2.8% of the vote. I'm probably towards the latter. You won 100 games. Closer to it, probably like 120, yeah. I think that's a big problem. I mean, obviously, when we talk about this, you have to put on the front that it's going to cost MLB money, so that's 
probably not in the cards, but... That is correct. You have taken my material away from me, and I agree with you. But I think that one of the reasons why baseball isn't as interesting is the games... You can lose three or four in a row, and it doesn't really mean anything. And that's the thing, and that's why... But again, I, I have to I have to look at the 1980s, and first off, if you were a Cardinal fan in the 1980s, you had this incredible style of baseball. But then secondarily, the thing that I really liked was you felt like... Once you won the division, you really accomplished something. Sure. You were four wins away, yeah. and up until 1985, you were three wins away from playing in the World Series. I like the best of seven series. So now, I think the regular season's importance has been diminished. Players are kind of taking some time off here yep. and there, even though it's not necessarily called time off. It's just called IL, but... I'd like that in theory, but as you said, if you start subtracting dollars from the top line, you have a non-starter as far as a talking point goes in a negotiation, nor nor do I think it's going to happen. 73% of people are in favor of a pitch clock. Uh, As far as the universal DH, that is also overwhelmingly approved at 71.8%. I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah, seriously. But I, but I'm, I'm somebody in the no category, even though I am accepting of the fact that my time with the National League style of baseball is over. And uh, and then finally, uh, which recent MLB r- rule changes would you like MLB to keep? And that's limiting the mound visits, 79.6%. And that's a huge gap between the next one, which is the three batter minimum. Uh, seven inning double headers at 34%. I like the seven inning double headers. See, I don't like the seven inning double headers. I like those. But hey, it's good. It's good that you have a different opinion than me on the whole thing. But yeah. I, I just... From my standpoint, the statistics are the, the tie that binds the generations, and if you start messing with those elements, it's changing the game materially, and therefore the statistics don't matter. But then when you look at the 1990s and the early 2000s, they were essentially playing a totally different game, and the right. ballparks are totally different, so I'm holding on to something that essentially doesn't really exist anyway. All right, that means it's time for a break, because what your grandma's saying is <laughs> coming up next. You're listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, Jackson, this is it. Chris Kerber produced it. He also came up before the segment for us to get sponsored today. We're just going to have him on every day, and we'll yeah. be multimillionaires within, money. Within, a, within a month, courtesy of Chris Kerber. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the award-winning segment. So, <laughs> what did your grandma say? You've seen the Clippers. You see what's on Twitter. Y'all see what's going. Y'all see NFL, uh, what, what is it, uh, Good Morning Football. We're only one team. Y'all know what's going on. Like, it's not a surprise. I get it. I get it. But does that matter? Does that matter? It's personal. Yeah. It matters to you every time. You, you, you a man. You uh, Like a, a human. Man, woman, anything. You want somebody to doubt you? Your ability to do your job? As a journalist, you want somebody to doubt you as your ability to do your job? No. It's disrespectful. You got to go out there and get it and take it. You got to earn respect, though. So we get it. I think that was good. Yeah. That, he, Who he, was that again? DJ Reader. Of the Bengals. Of the Bengals. And that was in advance tackle. of the Titans. And what were you saying? They were being dismissed? Is that what the, is that no. what the theme? Were we doing the lack of respect thing? Yeah, no one thought that they could stop Derrick Henry. This was before the game. They were saying that they don't think anyone can stop Derrick Henry. He's like, I know, but it's disrespectful. Would you as a journalist want someone to say... You can't handle your job. Well, that's kind of part of the deal. But right. yeah, I, I I understand where he's coming from. I no, get it. it. All right, I get it. It wasn't a terrible. Like I said, it wasn't like Penny Hardaway just 
shooting venom in the hearts of the media. But he laid down the law a little bit. I uh, I, I actually liked what he had to say. The updated numbers, by the way, and uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up in a matter of moments here. Uh, Bengals were getting seven and a half when the line came out. It's down to seven now on Sunday at Arrowhead. And the 49ers were getting three and a half. And that number is down to three. I could be off the mark. I don't know when I'm going to be back on the air. Uh, I would imagine Thursday or Friday, probably Friday. But who knows? I don't know. My wife's having our baby probably today. Um, that uh, put this in the predictionary. Okay. Yeah. Bengals, Chiefs over. I know it's super square. 54 and a half is the current total. I just don't know how either one of those teams don't put up big numbers. It's not necessarily a shot at their defense. It's just so much. There's so much talent on both sides of offenses. I just don't know how that game, unless the conditions in Kansas City are dreadful. So there it is. And I have one loss on Predictionary. Yes, Webb Simpson did not finish T-17. All right, there it is. So I am now putting, where where are you? What are your numbers? I am uh, one and one. Oh, okay. All right. And what am I, three and one, four and one? Uh, Two and one? Because we're three and two as a as a unit. Ah, all right, well, I've, I've broken off. <laughs> yeah, I've broken off. Separate entity. Yeah, separate entity now. All right, time for us to uh, wrap this uh, presentation up. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next. This has been Balloon Party on One One ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred and One ESPN.